Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, April 19, 2023, and this is day 1855 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you. We praise you with all that is within us. Thank you so much, my Lord, for waking us up to see this beautiful day that you created just for us. Help us, Father, to go forth moving in faith, trusting you for every single thing that we need and even the desires of our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for uh, comforting the brokenhearted and uh, healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is a change in values. Yep, a change in our values. You know, we have a value system, but we may not even look at it that way, but we do. But once we come to know Jesus, those values change <laughs> in a good way. Uh, so we're coming out of Philippians chapter 3, verses 4 through 14. Philippians 3, verses 4 through 14. And I would encourage you to read the whole thing. But uh, Paul is talking about how we need to not have confidence in the flesh any longer. We need to have faith in the Lord. And, and when we change from that flesh way of responding to things and and serving the Lord, we are now shifting and changing our values. So let's go ahead and dive in. He says, if someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. So he's not, you might think, you know, Paul is bragging or boasting about his achievements, but he was sharing his background. And I'm going to just share with you out of my commentary, it says, uh, but he is actually doing the opposite, showing that human achievements, no matter how impressive, cannot earn a person's salvation and eternal life with God. Paul had impressive credentials, upbringing, his nationality, his family background, his inheritance, his orthodoxy, activity, and morality. Um, however, his, conver his conversion to faith in Christ in the book of Acts, uh, when he was on the road of, to Damascus, he encountered Jesus, and oh, was his life ever changed for the better. <laughs> so, you know, this, his faith, a conversion to faith, wasn't based on what he had done, but on God's grace. Paul did not depend on his deeds to please God because even the most impressive credentials fall short of God's holy standards. So he was just telling about how, and then to be a part of the tribe of Benjamin, uh, which he was, that was a huge, that was a, a, a heritage greatly esteemed among the Jews. Uh, from this tribe had come Israel's first king, Saul, 
And then the tribes of Benjamin and Judah were the only two tribes to return to Israel after the exile. So he had a lot to, you know, brag about, but he was saying, this is rubbish. This is nothing uh, compared to the great gains he has in Jesus Christ. So verse seven says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake, for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. You know, and we will lose things and in in a good way. (laughs) I, I mean, I'm so grateful that I lost all those old ways and the old ways of thinking and the old ways of doing things. He says, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. And being righteous means you're in right standing with God. Verse 10 says, I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. He wanted to know uh, Jesus, not only, uh, you know, what is, we always expect, like, what are the blessings of the Lord? (laughs) I want to know too, you know, I'm putting my old flesh to death, right? And now I am rising up, especially during baptism, that, that is an outward uh, expression of our salvation. We go down under the water and it's like Jesus going, uh, being buried after, the re- after he is crucified. And then we rise up victorious, uh, just as Jesus was victorious over death, hell, and the grave after he rose from the dead. You know, we we can't have the glory without the resurrection. Okay? I mean, I mean, without the uh, crucifixion, uh, there is no resurrection unless there is a crucifixion. So we are going to have to go through some things. So he's saying, I, I want all that. <laughs> he says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, he's talking to believers. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Mm. Isn't that awesome? Listen, Paul gave up everything, family, friendship, and freedom in order to know Christ and his resurrection power. And we too have access to this knowledge and this power, but we may have to make sacrifices to enjoy it fully. You know, and it's so don't be surprised when things happen and when things shake you up and you know, people that you were once hung out with and were really cool with are no longer in the picture. They move on because it's it could very well be because God is moving you on and everybody can't go where he's taking you to fulfill the purpose he's given you. So point number one, 
I remember when I was a teen, uh, you know, like in my around 17, 18 years old into my early 20s, I thought I was a good person. <laughs> I was a big sister, like in the big sister program to young girls in need of mentoring. I was a good mother, making sure, at least I thought, <laughs> making sure to be active and involved in all three of my children's activities in their lives and scheduling a, and extracurricular activities. Um, I felt like I was a good wife, keeping the house in order. I looked forward to weekends to hang out with certain family and family members, friends and partying and drinking and smoking weed. That was, you know, <laughs> that was the life I was on the weekends. That's what I looked forward to doing after, you know, working hard and and uh, raising my children and all those things. And, and I thought I had it going on. <laughs> until around the age of 24. Oh, yeah. I encountered my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then I, like Paul, realized that everything I thought uh, was great, were great values or accomplishments, were merely garbage. <laughs> From that point on, I established new values, a new sense of true fulfillment through the love of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I've let the past go. And as Paul, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. You know, and, and it's easy to, once you start serving the Lord, now in the beginning, I'll say, because uh, it's, been, it's been a while for me now. It's been, uh, oh man, it's been a, 40 years. And, um, but in the beginning, it was like this tug of war. I, I remember when I first got saved, um, you know, and I might've been a couple of weeks in and I, and I had a party to go to with my cousin and, you know, I'm like, I'm still going to the party. <laughs> and, uh, you know, when we would go, we would go clubbing out drinking and, you know, all that stuff and partying and dancing. I love dancing. Uh, so we went and I'm going to tell you. I felt like a wallflower. I always was out on that floor dancing from the time when I got there to the time we got, it was over. And my husband would go, but he didn't like to dance a lot. So, you know, he didn't care if I was up dancing and all that. So anyway, I couldn't even dance like I used to. I I felt awkward. And, and so I knew at that point, I was done. <laughs> and, and I tried a couple other things going over to families, houses where we'd hang out, look at the game, play cards, do all those things. And, and it just didn't feel right anymore. It just wasn't a fit. <laughs> and I knew and I, and I stopped and I began to grow in the Lord. And it was the best shift that ever took place in my life. Point number two, I know what you're thinking is just not practical to live fully for the Lord, right? While trying to maneuver in this world, we might feel that way. Uh, because I used to think the same thing. I did. I'm like, how can I serve the Lord and still, you know, deal with all these, this crazy stuff going on in the world? Well, here are some ways to, to value our relationship with Jesus Christ more than anything else. Understanding that our ultimate goal should be to know him better each and every day. So this is how we do it. Studying your Bible daily, studying the word of God every single day, even if it's one verse and get that verse down in your spirit because you're going to need it 
throughout the day. The enemy is mad because he had you once and now you're no longer serving him. And you may not have looked at it. I, uh, for me, I may not have looked at it like I'm serving Satan, but there's only one or two uh, ways. You're either with Jesus or you're not. And if you're not, you're with Satan. That's all. There is no middle. <laughs> there is no, oh, these are the, the okay, there's a lukewarm part. <laughs> and, and in Revelation, Jesus says, if you lukewarm, he's going to throw you up out of his mouth. So he'd rather you be hot or cold, he said. Don't don't pretend to, to love me when things are going well or serve me and, and know how to use all these you know, what we think are holy terms. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then cussing people out, you know, on the other side of your mouth. Uh, we need to truly serve him. And, and God knows it, it, it's a process, you know. So, you know, if you mess up, and I mess up all the time. And I have to repent and ask God, uh, please forgive me, Lord, and help me to get back on track. I, I might have thought the wrong thing. You know, it used to be where I would say it the wrong thing. Now I'm, it's more, I'm matured more now and I'm thinking sometimes the wrong thing and that, and that's just as bad, but I have to, you know, get, get, uh, hold those thoughts captive and take them captive rather and not speak those things and ask God to help me with those. So studying our Bible, learn more about Jesus's life in the gospels, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, learn about Jesus. Second, worship him, meditate on him, on the Lord. Pray and listen. Now, this is a big part. Listen for his response all the time. Every time you're talking to him, you could be driving and, you know, just meditating on the Lord, but keep your eyes open <laughs> and, and meditating on him and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and direct your path. Yeah, the Holy Spirit is a gift to us, you know, to help us. Uh, he leads and guides us into all truth. After Jesus went up to be with the Father, he sent the Holy Spirit. He didn't leave us alone. And the Holy Spirit equips us with supernatural power, spiritual power to overcome uh, these trials and tribulations and the attacks of the enemy. All right. And third, take up the Lord's mission. Sharing his love and salvation with others. That's all of our mission. That's we are now ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And, uh, you know, that's our home. But we're here on earth right now. But we still represent the kingdom. And so we are uh, we're we all have a purpose. And that is our mission that God has given us. And as we do that, you know, whatever yours is, then the goal, ultimate goal is to lead others to Jesus Christ. So as you do these essential life-changing steps, you will begin to notice a shift in your values. They become more kingdom-focused rather than worldly-focused. All right? Now, okay, so I was when I, when I was uh, preparing for this yesterday, this, the message today, the Lord brought something so beautiful back to my, my remembrance and or to my memory um several years ago i well, not several i would say about maybe four years ago so i've been doing the podcast now five years and a little over five now and i and and that's a that's a whole nother thing god gave me that to do and i thought okay i'll do it once a week or whatever and lord said no 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 seven days a week 6 a.m every day and I'm like, Lord, but Lord, I don't even get up at 6 a.m. I don't even get to sleep in. And it's been the best thing that could have ever happened to my life. 
So anyway, by doing the podcast, and I do it at home in my office from my phone, actually. And um, the Lord told me one morning to start doing it from our church on 21st and Prospect. And, you know, it, it only lasted for about 30 days. But in order to do it from the church, that meant I had to get up at four to get ready and go down, drive to the church and then get set up in a space and and do the podcast. And then he said, after doing the podcast, I'll go outside early in the morning and hold up signs saying, need prayer? Do you need prayer? And I just thought, really? And I, but I had been doing this enough with, you know, serving the Lord that I knew it was God. I knew it wasn't me telling me to do that. <laughs> and I knew it wasn't Satan. Absolutely not him. So I talked to my husband about it, let him know. And he says, well, I'm going with you. I'm going to take you down there and make sure you're safe. And, you know, early in the morning like that. And and he did. I got the poster board and the big markers and wrote up the signs. And and my mom and my aunt, uh, my auntie Joyce, we all went down together and, and they helped do the signs. And then I called a few people. He told me who to call and sister Linda and brother Fred and and uh, another gentleman pastor that I knew, um, and they all came down sometimes, but I was there, my mom and my Auntie Joyce, we were there just about, yeah, every day for uh, about 30 days, and then others came in as they could, you know, and I'll tell you, I didn't know what God was going to do, and and neither, you know, most times we don't know, (laughs) we just know, he said, do this, and that's what we do, and while standing out there, I got a whole new perspective of our world, of our community, of what was going on. Because if you think about 21st and Prospect, if you're not from Kansas City, it was always known for drug dealing, prostitution, theft, high crime in the area, all those things. And that's where our church was. And I loved it. 14 years there. And um, I... Uh, and we knew that that really wasn't what it was all about there after serving the people in the neighborhood and, you know, doing the outreach. But we were able to encounter so many people, people that were just living their life. Like I was standing there holding the sign and people would drive by and honk. And then there was this one man that I would encounter. I would see him every morning walking down the street. And he would walk a good, I mean, a good mile to get to McDonald's. And one day he stopped and he talked to me and he said, you know, I'm so grateful to God to be alive. He had gone through something and I can't remember he had gotten he had gotten injured or he got shot. I can't remember, but he nearly died. And he, he said, God brought me back. And he said, I'm so grateful that I get to walk and, and experience him basically. And, and he goes and hangs out with his buddies at, uh, every morning at McDonald's over coffee. And, and I thought, Yes, it was just amazing. And then we we met another young man who was would take his son to school every morning and he would take him and they'd get on the bus. And the Lord had told us also to put the racks of clothes that we had, gently used clothes, put those outside so people can come and get clothes. Well, this man did. He came by and he and his son, we got to know them and Oh, just a little boy. He might have been in like the second grade or first grade and he's holding his hand and walking him to the bus stop and they're getting on the bus. And we just had a little laughter and conversation every time he came. And it was just amazing. And then another man, one day he came by and and he was able to get some work clothes. He said, I just got a job in construction. I need some work clothes. And 
we got to have a conversation. And then I was on the side where the bus stop was. So uh, there were people sitting on the stoop waiting on the bus. And one lady, she's just started, you know, really getting upset and, and hurt and, and even to tears and, and was saying how she just started her new job in North Kansas City, I believe it was, at Walmart or something. And, and the buses were really off that day. They weren't, they didn't start uh, uh, timely, like they said. It was something seriously wrong. And she was going to be very late. And she said, if she's late, this is, she just started the job. She said, I can't be late. And I mean, she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't have anybody that can take me. And uh, so I talked to my husband and my mom and they jumped in the car and took her to work. It was a blessing. And then another day while holding that sign, you know, there was this lady that would drive by on the side street. So it was not as much traffic as it was going up and down Prospect. Uh, She was on the side street, like on 21st Street. And uh, she would wave and she had her kids. She was taking them to school. And then one day she stopped and she said, I need prayer. And I said, all right. And went over to her car prayed for her. The kids were just listening and looking, all of them in their little uniforms for school. And and tears flowed. And she said, thank you and and moved on. And we had a few people that stopped. Not a lot, but people were honking and waving and so excited to see us out there. And that experience changed my life. It was something God wanted to do in my heart. And it shifted my values. It shifted everything for me. And I'm so grateful because I have this in my memory that no one could ever take it away from me. And I get to think about those things when, you know, you feel like, oh, God, things aren't going well. Or, Lord, why am I, why do you have me doing this? And I get to see the results. Sorry, I can't help but cry. (laughs) Because it is so amazing how God will do things and how the simplest things, standing on a corner, holding a sign, saying, do you need prayer? And all of the people we encountered, and it just changed my life for the better. How about you? What value shift are God is God showing you? And you may be a little skeptical. You may be apprehensive. And God is saying, trust me. Trust me, I know what's best for you. Let it go and grab hold of what he is putting in your heart. If you don't know Jesus, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, 
and human and sex trafficking awareness. We thank you all so much for all that you do to help us take carry out T-Zone, to share this with all the youth and even families. We are so grateful to you. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.